powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. So the show is called Game Over Calgary. Um, but at this point in the year, uh, it is now season over Calgary. Lots, uh, lots to get into tonight. This is a, this is a tough one. This is a disappointing one. Um, it's Audie and Peter, by the way. This is uh, the only the second time that this has happened this season. So um, enjoy it because <laughs> it's the second last one of the season. Um, and we'll be on for Wednesday's now meaningless game against the San Jose Sharks as well. But uh, yeah, this is, um, you know, I, I've said it all year in the shows that I've hosted that, you know, some of these losses, they're tough to come on. They're tough to uh, tough to find words to describe what you see. And, and, you know, Peter and I have the luxury of splitting 82 games and having to do this, uh, you know, the entire season. And um, I think this is finally the time where I'm at a loss for words. And that's hard to, it's hard to come by for me. Um, well, if, if you're at a loss, I have a bunch of them. So well, I'm, uh, I'm, it will I'm, be a good combination. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a good show. It's, it's going to be a good <laughs> show uh, either way. As you can as you can clearly see, this was not planned, but um, no. there's a bit of a theme going on here. And I think that's where uh, mine and Peter's focus is going <laughs> to shift in. Uh, well, I mean, it's it, I would be lying to you if I said I, it hasn't already shifted. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's where we are right now. But hey, before we do, before we get into anything, you can get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal uh, from all your favorite teams and players, like the Calgary Flames, who probably could have used a few goals this season uh, throughout the year. We'll get into it in today's episode, though. Uh, with competitive odds, the best live in play, and more ways than ever to get into the game, like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. I've played Minute Madness. It is uh, it is an absolute hoot. If a game like this, like we just saw tonight, doesn't keep you on the edge of your seat, Minute Madness at Sports Interaction will. I'll tell you that much for free. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code at the bottom of Peter's beautiful face on the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And as always, uh, gamble responsibly. It's, it's very important that if you or anybody you know has uh, any gambling problems, to please reach out to the resources that can be found in the show notes. Lots of... Uh, Lots of great places in there that can get you help. But now we can get into the uh, the nitty-gritty, the meat and potatoes, the, the reason why everybody was waiting in line to come and, uh, and greet us. We had, f- for the first time, I think, ever since I've hosted this show, we had like 50-plus people waiting, um, which is, which is I don't know. I don't, I don't get those numbers. Maybe you do. But. No, no, that, that was a new one for me. I don't normally see double digits waiting. So yeah, it's uh, the, the fact that we're, we're, we're creeping up to, to triples, it was, uh, was pretty impressive. Yeah. And, um, you know, on, on the topic of impressive, not, uh, not an impressive game for the Calgary flames playing against, um, a borderline fucking AHL team in the Nashville predators who have nobody, nobody, everybody's either hurt or has been traded and you, and this team took you to a shootout i know okay and i know that you and i have been talking about the most important game of the year this is the most important game of the year this is quite literally tonight was the most important game of the year your season was on the line and you let those guys take you to a shootout are you kidding me are you kidding me and i know uc soros is him uc soros is the is, is the only like the only reason nashville's anywhere close is because he's the only one who gives a shit on that team. He's the only he's, he's putting everybody on his back. Yet we're going to the playoffs whether you like it or not. Sell sell sell, it don't matter. You're going to let those guys take you to a shootout? Really? Well, I, 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 step in. Tell me like am I crazy for thinking that? Well, yes and no. Um, no, because you have eyes and you know how the sport is supposed to work. Yes, you are crazy because that's what this team has been doing for forever. You know, like, it, oh, it's crazy. This, like, borderline American Hockey League team just, like, pushed the Calgary Flames and took them to the uh, took them to a shootout. It, it's just so frustrating. And, oh, wait, that's what happened on Saturday against the Canucks. This team, I went over it um, with, with Paige just the last game on Saturday. This team has now, just in the last month, Lost to Nashville, Vancouver, Chicago, 
Um, they got the hell beat out of them by the Kings. They've also lost to Arizona and Anaheim while your season was on the line. Like th this whole thing with all due, I, I see uh, both Winnipeg hosts in the chat with all yeah. due respect to the wonderful team that is going to make the playoffs now. Um, not officially, but I mean, come on. They're going to make, they're going to make it. Yeah, no, and a, a Flames win tonight wouldn't have changed that either. But this reminds me of the South Park episode where the guys are playing baseball and no one wants to keep playing baseball, but like all the teams are in on it. So everyone's just trying to lose so that they can get their summer back. That's what this looked like. This whole race has looked like where it's just a mid-off. Like you and, and Liz had that going on. But like this, this has been an embarrassing effort for this team all year. And I, I just want to say right now, while everyone is, is obviously more than welcome to voice any opinions they have on this team this season. I do not want to hear about luck. I do not want to hear about, oh, the puck hit the referee. I don't want to hear about goalies being hot. I don't want to hear about uh, posts. I don't want to hear about any of this. This Calgary Flames team did not play well enough this season to deserve any fate other than what they have right now, and that is an embarrassing exit from the Stanley Cup playoffs before they even begin. This team is getting exactly what they deserve for how they played, not just this month, not just this week, not just tonight, but for the entire season, this has not been a playoff team, and now finally the results officially state that like this team is getting what they deserve in this game tonight um and it, it's it's just it's so fitting like it's everything falling into one right like Backlund's the only one who's playing this team is being kind of lazy and taking a bunch of stick infractions they ran into a very hot goalie they didn't do anything to make that goalie's life difficult they just shot a puck at him a bunch and he happened to be in the way of all of them except for a couple um like it, it's just all of the they played all the hits tonight and they played it to a very quiet dome that increasingly, as this night went on, I think all kind of realized what we were about to see. I'm glad you brought up the the point of, you know, we're beyond excuses because that's actually something that I was I was scouring Twitter, as one does, and as I do. If you know me, I'm, I'm not afraid to <laughs> say how I feel, and sometimes that's for better or worse. Um, I was scouring Twitter because I was hoping to God. I was like, please, somebody, please, for my sake, so I can let some steam off before I have to come on and talk to 95 wonderful people in our chat who are going off right now. Um, let me blow off some steam by, by, by seeing someone tweet that, oh, the puck went off the ref. Oh, we hit a post. Oh, uh, you know, the, it, was, it was bobbling puck in the crease and nobody could get a stick on it. Beyond that, we were beyond. We were beyond that when when they were losing games to Chicago. When okay. you're play, when you're continually playing down to teams that are not in the playoffs, that's gonna that's gonna come back and bite you in the ass. It reminds me just to bring it back to you know a team that can do me no wrong. That that the the the, the Canada's team, as far as I'm concerned, it reminds me of that that playoff two years ago when they missed by what was it one game? One game. And, yeah. and you go back to those games and and that was before Baltimore was you know a, a decent team in the L East. They lost some games to Baltimore. They lost some games to bottom feeder teams. And it all comes down to the fact that they were one game out from a playoff spot. And this is where we're at now as, 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 as people who cover the Calgary Flames. We can't help but look back and say, well, what if that game against Chicago went the other way? Well, what if one of those, what if two of those overtime games ended in regulation and it was, you know, ended in regulation for your sake, for the betterment of your team? Imagine three yeah. of the three of those games. That's three points that make a fucking marginal difference on game 81. Yeah. This game doesn't mean nearly as much. Well, I mean, it's still there's some weight to it, but this game doesn't mean nearly as much if you go back and you win three of those games in overtime that you lost to bottom feeder teams. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. It's fucking yeah. unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You if, if 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 you're a Calgary Flames fan right now, there should be zero part of you that is any bit happy of what's going on, of what has happened this season. There should be not there should be oh, well, you know what? They tried hard till the very end. Fuck that noise. Oh, well, you know, they were two points out in at game 81. That's all bullshit. That's all you're you're, you're just you're, you're coping for I don't know what, but it's bullshit. This this season has been a complete and utter failure at every single level from the top to the bottom. And I just want to see, I want to see somebody like, I, I don't have the post game up right now, but I want to go back and look at it after and see who the fuck takes accountability for this. Cause yeah. I know damn well, it's not going to be the guy with the gray hair behind the bench. No, as much as no. some of it should be, he's not going to take a fucking ounce of the blame. So who on that bench is going to take any of the blame for this? 
Well, and that's that that is the thing that that has been so frustrating. Um talking about playing the hits, I've said this before, but the 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 reason for playing the veterans instead of guys like Pelche who was bringing the energy and Coronado who I mean could have um but I mean look you have Nick Ritchie you put him in a shootout like what else can you expect but instead of playing the kids and providing a bit of a spark that we saw when in the beginning part of the season Rizichka provided in the middle part of the season Walker Dewar provided and at points uh, Jacob Pelche provided instead of that you kept the veterans in because they know how to win this time of year they've been there before Nazem Kadri won a Stanley Cup last year he has like four goals in 2023 but god damn it Nazem Kadri won a cup last year Milan Lucic just knows how to win doesn't know how to skate but knows how to win um, you've kept all of these guys in the lineup for the simple fact that when it got to this exact specific time of the season, that they know what it takes to actually win hockey games. Well, guess not. Um, like it, it's, it's so infuriating and you're right. Like Daryl's not going to take an ounce of accountability because he hasn't all season long. Why would he start now? Even though I think he is the most to blame for all of this. Not that there isn't a ton to go around, but I think that it, it is coaching decisions that came up tonight again with the laughable inclusion of Nick Ritchie with your season on the line in a shootout. But again, it's what this team deserved. I, it, it's just, I cannot remember a year so frustrating. Like there have been a bunch of seasons where the flames have played poorly, but given the summer of Brad and the expectations, the fact that like, quite frankly, and look, I, I, I have, I've loved doing all of this. I I've made no bones about it. I've absolutely 100% loved every time I've been able to come on and chat with the community that we've built. That is now at a fucking hundred people in there. Um, I've, I've loved every experience talking and I, I, I wanted to continue. I'm, I have not had fun watching this team for basically any point this season. No. Like I actually found myself thinking like, you know what, just fucking end it. Nashville score. Like I just, I, I I'm excited to do our, our show coming up on Wednesday. I'm excited to not have to fucking watch this team for a while. Cause it's just been, it, it hasn't been fun. They haven't played well. Everyone's been miserable the whole time. And Daryl Sutter has kind of been an arrogant prick about the whole thing. So I'm kind of just over it at this point. Yeah, I think I think you speak on behalf of a lot of people who not only watch and cover this team, but even just the casual fan who might not be like the amount of times even the even uh, you know the powers that be at our network uh, on the SDP listening to Steve, Adam, and Jesse talk about this Flames team and say like, what the fuck is going on in Southern Alberta? Like, what is happening with this team? And you know, it's not just them; it's everybody else in like everybody just needs a. Um, a Calgary Flames like a, a detox, I think it is, yeah. and 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 to the point of blame too. I'm gonna put this in a way that you know I I kind of explained it back in the Jeff Ward days uh, when I called into a radio show that back when sports radio was listenable in uh, in this market. But uh, I called into a post game show and I explained to our good friend Pat Steinberg, uh, we love Pat. By the way, um, I'm sure his post game show is fucking awesome right now. I, I can't wait to listen to the call in tomorrow uh, on the way to work. But um, I explained it as like the Flames season has, is like if you compare it to your great aunt bringing the pie at the family reunion, you know, like that shitty pie that you just take a slice of because you have to. Um, everybody, everybody from the Calgary Flames is a piece of the pie, a piece of the shit pie. But it all adds up. The whole pie is this season. Um, but, you know, everybody might have – it's like some people might have two pieces of pie. Uh, right now, Daryl Sutter is half the fucking pie, at least. Yeah. Half mm-hmm. or three-quarters of, uh, you know, Auntie Darlene's shitty fucking apple pecan pie that nobody wants to eat. Uh, apologies if anybody has an Auntie Darlene. I'm sure she's a sweetheart. Um, but nobody likes her pie. Um, and it's 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 – like I said that I was at a loss for words. I'm glad that we've both been able to rant a little bit because I think this is in, in a very roundabout way, very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had to do this a lot this year and I don't, I'm not looking for the woe is me pity party whatsoever because you know, we enjoy what we do. We're very lucky to be able to do what we do. Not many people get these kind of opportunities, but fuck me, man. I, um, I, I need a break. Like I, I was, it's, it's bad that I was genuinely hoping that, you know, maybe we don't have to do any coverage for this team in the playoffs. Cause like, we're just going to see this team prounce into round one, either get their asses kicked or just, I don't know. Like I don't, I didn't foresee them going on a crazy run, but I don't know. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that we can shift focus to um, the Blue Jays and, and, and the home opener tomorrow. It's going to be great. But yeah. there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm going to need a bit of a break from uh, after this, um, you know, after, after the way the season's gone. Yeah, like I'm um, – the, the, there's part of it I, I will miss for sure, but I, I'm just – like I said, I'm over it with this team. Uh, not, nothing about this year with this team was enjoyable. And I have – like there's people commenting in there, like who gets first, like Daryl – who gets fired first, Daryl or Trilliving? I I've said before, I like I would fire Daryl. He wouldn't be my coach at this point even. Um, I have zero faith that like anything about this is going to change because no. it hasn't changed. I look, the, the first time I, I really started talking about this team in a professional manner was the draft uh, leading into 2014, which was the Sam Bennett draft. Um, and so for nine seasons now, I have been talking about this team and the song remains the same this whole time. Like, it, it's just, it, it is systemic in this team at this point that this is kind of how these things go. Sometimes the bounces will go their way and they'll finish tops in the division and they'll still get thumped at, at some point in the playoffs. And that was why I was never really, like, I, I was getting somewhat into the playoff race because it would mean we get to do more of these um mm. but even like what what was the end game like if they made it into the postseason i, I said there was a few of us who got together the other night I, I said um like if the flames make the playoffs i'm putting the over under at the number of games that they play at four and a half and i'm taking the under like that this was this was not going to be a team that was going to make any noise in the postseason at all like this is and the the and now i'm just fucking rambling the other shitty thing is the prospects aren't even that good. Like we got some that are fun. There are some to be excited about, but it's not like, Oh yeah, we got the fourth best farm system in the league. Whatever. We got some veterans here. They, they can just move on. No, 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 no. There are some young players to be excited about for sure, but there isn't like that blue chip prospect that's coming up to save the day. Like that. They're just, they are just so fucking mid. It's just painful. Yeah. It's um, and, and, you know, even, even if they did have a deep prospect pool, if this coach continues to stay behind the bench, do you have any confidence that they even see the ice? Like they're, no, they're, they're, no, they're parking, whatsoever. they're parking their ass in the press box and eating pocket dogs and, you know, overpriced saddle dome nachos, but, um, which are delicious by the way, that the cheese sauce at the saddle dome is so good. <laughs> um, but you know what? We're not going to, I'm not going to be able to have some for quite some time now, uh, because uh, oh, obviously no. we won't, we won't be going any games, but you'll have Wranglers playoff games. Oh, Wranglers, so, uh, Wranglers. God, I'm so ignorant to that. I guess the Wranglers, uh, which fucking awesome games, by the way, I've, I've been to a few now and what fun, what fun it yeah. is. And, and, and there's one thing to be happy about in the Calgary, uh, Calgary hockey scene. Um, is there, uh, there's a question I have for you that I've wanted to ask. Cause I've, I can think of a few off the top of my head. Is there genuinely anybody on this team that you feel bad for that mm. that they've missed or that the season didn't go the way that that it was expected to? Yeah, a, a couple come to mind right away. Um, like I, I feel bad that career years from Toffoli and Backlund are just wasted. Oh, um, like Tyler Toffoli, Tyler Toffoli having a season like that, you should be locked for the playoffs, right? And I, I think. Um, that this is Michael Backlund's best season with the Flames. Like he has been unbelievable this year. So I think for those two guys, I feel bad that they played so well and the rest of the team didn't. I feel bad for Lindholm because th this there this was in no way the season he would have wanted. Um, and I think he was like, I think a lot of the line shuffling was a lot to his detriment specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel bad for Manjapani because I know he's really good and. I feel like I, I know I said I don't want to hear anything about the bounces or anything like that. I feel like he was one who a few bounces here or there and he rockets up. Like there were some stretches where he backland and and Coleman were one of the best lines in the league. Like they were just they were so good, but it didn't really click for him. So for from a God, that has to be frustrating standpoint, those are kind of the, the ones that I would pinpoint. Yeah, I think for me I could echo the Toffoli backland. I feel bad. I think Rasmus Anderson kind of gave gave as much as he could this year. Yep. Um, I think he had a good season, all things considered. Um, I feel bad for Jacob Peltier, whose first year in the NHL was a fucking roller coaster of um, bullshit from your coach. Uh, you know, sitting in the press box when when you probably shouldn't. You know, he, he gives a, one bad turnover in a game and he rides the pine for like seven games. He's the only burst of speed. And is there anything, and this is not a, you know, new thing with this Flames team and, and, and their counterparts who they're playing. Did you notice a clear, 
uh, lack of speed against a speedy young AHL team, at least. At least they were fast, and the Flames couldn't keep up with the speed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Man. and, and like your fastest and probably one of your, you know, he's a bit of a workhorse and, and he's only going to get better. But the fact that this, this first year in, in, in the NHL, I know he's probably ecstatic that he's got his first year under his belt or, or half a year, whatever you want to call it. But, um, I feel bad for him. I genuinely do. Uh, and I, I'll always, always, always feel bad for Matty Phillips. Um, yeah but I'm, I'm glad that he's going to go on a bit of a run here and hope to God a team takes a chance on him in, uh, in, in the off season. I could see, and I know Mike Gould, if you're in here, you're going to love it, but uh, maybe, maybe a team like Arizona takes a shot at, at him and he could be a regular NHLer. By the way, Gino DiPaoli in here, uh, Medicine Hat Tigers uh, play-by-play guy, former Okotoks Oilers says, uh, Med Hat loves PK. Uh, some love from uh, our, our good pal Gino. Uh, hope all's well, man. Uh, sucks what happened to the Tigers because they uh, they made it fun at the end of the year, squeaked their way in, and now they're out. But um, either way, it's uh, to bring it back to Flamesland. There, there, there are some people that I genuinely do feel for. It's it's not mm-hmm. all negative, as much as it might seem so on, you know, how I put and phrase things on Twitter, how I talk on the show. Um, it's not all negative. It's, it's mostly negative, but I do feel, I, I do genuinely feel for a select few. Um, totally. And, and it's going to be, I don't know what the off season brings. I don't know what we're, we're in store for here, but you know, a lot of people said buckle up before this season started. I think it's going to be the same kind of sentiment heading into the off season. You? Yeah, I do. Um, it, it's going to be tough to top the last off season we had. Um, with, with Gaudreau and Kachuk on their way out and a, a complete re-look or a redoing of this team. But yeah, I, I just, the thing is, I, I just have no idea which direction this offseason is going to go, right? Like, I know which way I think it should, and that's just like, yeah. right? Um, but that that's just, that's never been what this team does. And so I, I wonder if they look at uh, 31 goal losses and all of the the bad luck and oh no we could run this back we just we just need more slow veterans um because i i could see that uh i i think first and foremost i would be stunned if brad Living comes back as the general manager of this team um i i just like it was clear oil and water with him and daryl and I, I think he has hired and fired enough coaches that this was the last one yeah and i i just i don't think i don't think he gets another crack at it um, I I've said before, and I'll, I'll like on the record or whatever. I think that this team looks more like what Daryl wants it to than less going into next season, which is not good news for any of us, but no, I, 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 I am very curious as to what this off season looks like and how the flames try to adjust what was an abysmal year for this team. Is Daryl here next year? Yeah, it shouldn't be, but yes. Yeah. Like this, this ownership group loves this dude, right? Like he's, yep. he, he was their pick to come in uh, the last time. He is the only coach they're willing to spend money on. Um, they're not necessarily ones to want to spend a whole lot of money to have guys not coach for them. So I would be, I would be stunned if Daryl Sutter is not back as the coach of this team next year, which again, like, I think it would be exciting quite frankly, if he wasn't, because there are as much as I just shit on the prospect pool, like I would love to see a bottom six with basically all the kids. Like get yes. Rizicka back in there. Um, get Walker Elche Dewar in has there. been hot. He's been great. Love me some Walker Doer. Oh. Um, but yeah, get some of those guys in there. Let, let's see. Like maybe it is time for Connor Zeri to, to bounce back up after he's had a bit more responsibility put on his plate in the American Hockey League this season. Like I just, I, I kind of want to see it because again, I, I fully understand that I appreciate hockey and watch hockey in a different way and value different things in hockey players. And Milan Lucic does not fit into that square no. for me. But I like I just I want to know the justification for it. And I, I put that tweet out about a month ago. Like what what is it? What's the argument to put Lucic in? I'm willing to hear it. I'm not going to argue with any of you. I just want to know what am I not seeing? And the best anyone could come up with was saying. Oh well, Daryl knows that it's uh, his last contract, so uh, he just he just wants to to get him yeah. into the lineup, which Ride is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Wonderful thing to do on Wednesday when <laughs> the game doesn't mean anything. When you're playing for your season, sentiments kind of go out the window. Like I I don't I can't I just all of it. I'm baffled by all of it. I can't imagine Daryl goes home at night just being like, yeah, fucking nailed that one tonight. Um, same thing with like, is Lucic thrilled with how he's playing? Like, does he go? 
nine minutes with one hit and a minus one and go into the locker room going like, God, shoulders are sore from carrying the boys tonight. Like, I just, I don't know how anyone thought any of this was good all season long and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, it's um, like, like, I wonder if Daryl's pumping his tires, if that's, if that's what's, what's getting him. Well, he's pumping his tires enough by keeping him in the lineup. And that's, that's, uh, you know, hopefully going to come to an end. I, I, I don't know. I, I truly don't, I don't know. I would not be, I would be, you know, he could, he might not come back or they could bring him back at league minimum. And I wouldn't be surprised at, at either, oh, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. I wouldn't be surprised at either, especially if uh, if Daryl is, is still the man behind the bench, which we think he he will be. Here's a good question from uh, Downtown Sports. My pal uh, Stephen Brown says, the second half of last season for the Leafs felt similar to the, to the Flames' entire season for me. Bending yourself into a pretzel, trying to explain poor goaltending. Is it that simple or is it deeper for Calgary? To which Rob replied right away and said, "Imagine terrible goaltending and Babcock leaves. <laughs> Do you, is that not a perfect? If you're gonna and and we we don't bite the hand that feeds. We know it's always about the Leafs uh, here at SDPN. But um, would you agree? Would you say that that's a pretty accurate accurate representation? If you're gonna try to draw comparison to uh, to the Leafs, yeah, yeah, I think that's that, that's pretty fair for sure." Um... I can't think of a better one right now. So yeah, I, I think that certainly works. And yeah, like th there's just, there's so many different things that when you like, okay, well this, and it just like spiders off into a hundred different reasons as to why this season has, has gone the way it has. But yeah, like I can't imagine that when you give up the first goal in like not the, the first shot of the game as a goal in like nine games this season, like that would, at some point that gets that, that starts to wear thin, you know, like at some point that's just shitty to deal with but you're kind of professionals and you have to, again, you're a bunch of old Fox. You, you should know how to deal with these situations like that. That's, that's why you're here. Right. So I'm saying old fucks, they're all my age now, but like, there's like it's <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> but no, like I, like if Markstrom is even average to slightly above average in the first part of the season, we're not having the show tonight. We're talking yeah. about getting ready for a first round matchup against the Kings or whoever like did this, goaltending severely hurt this team this season however this team didn't respond to adversity well at all this year like they won what one game one trailing going into the third period um so many times this year i i think it was the vegas game was the biggest like oh, okay but this team like something's wrong here i think they were up 3-1 going into the third period vegas scored early and you just knew at that point it's like oh this game's over it's done like they, they just they have nothing. And it was all season. Like there are some teams will go through stretches like that, right? It's 82 games. It's a long year. Hockey kind of wears on the human anatomy. So like different things affect different people differently. There are going to be stretches. I'm sure even Boston had like half an hour of adversity this year. Like you're, you're going to have to deal with those things. This team didn't ever deal with it properly. And that's why you get one three game winning streak this year. That's why you get one come from behind victory in the third period all season long. That's why you lose. 30 games by one goal, even when you outshoot a team by 150. Like you just, this team did nothing to properly affect winning. And it starts from the goaltending and go all the way out. You can certainly put the blame on Markstrom. Um, I, I don't think that would be an incorrect place to put it, but there has to be a lot to go around because very few players on this team did what they were supposed to do this year. Yeah, no. And uh, I, I completely, <laughs> there's not much I can argue about with, uh, with everything you brought up there. Okay, 120 beautiful people in the chat. Um, get some questions in. Get some comments in. It's been a good uh, back and forth, some good commentary here. Um, so hopefully if you can get some questions, comments. There's a lot to, to, to vet through, so I'll try to uh, get through as many as I can. Uh, Mookie saying, uh, Richie in the shootout. <laughs> Mookie, we're all confused about that. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they've got to submit the shootout list before the game, right? Like I'm pretty sure it's a – I think List Maybe? was the one who told me about that in the well, told everybody about that in the, in the chat. I don't, I, I, it's the first I'd heard of it. I wanted to see if maybe you knew, but either way, before the game or right before the shootout starts, why is that man, why is that man first of all in the power play, and second of all, why right. is that man third third in the in the lineup for for the shootout? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I would love to to provide that answer. I don't even know if I would have him 13th in line for the shootout. Like, that one, that was one where, 
when he gets up, it's such an out of left field move. I was like, oh, he's 100% scoring because he's obviously done something sweet. Like he's going to go in and do a backflip and score because like that's the only logical explanation is he did some like X game shit in practice and was able to score. And he just did a little like thing that everyone does when they get a breakaway in NHL 23 and he got stopped <laughs> on it. Like it's, I, I, it, that one is beyond comprehension. Like there are some times where I can actually, okay, well, it's like old timey hockey. So they wanted grinder, whatever that one, I can't even come up with a good scenario as to why that was a thing that we all watch with your season on the line tonight. Yeah, no, I, uh, I would agree. Another good question here from the Jersey zone uh, about goaltending. Do you think Markstrom and Vladar can bounce back next season? I don't think they are bad goalies. They just had a bad year. Markstrom certainly turned things around slightly after and i and i keep saying it and i don't know if there's any correlation whatsoever but after the birth of his child mm -hmm. it just seemed like you know he just gained dad strength and all of his stresses went away baby's healthy uh, amanda's healthy um and you know he seemed to be a little bit better and yeah you know if they could get if it, it like and and to talk about goaltending if they were able to get just average goaltending throughout the whole season we're not we're not we're not in the same position as we are on this show right now. Yeah. You and I, you and I are probably in a completely different frame of mind. Everybody in here is probably in a completely different frame of mind. However, um, I, I would be surprised. I think if one of them isn't moved. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's Vladar. I, obviously yeah. I think that's Vladar. He's, it just makes more sense. Markstrom makes a lot of money. Didn't have a great year. Um, but I, yeah, like, and, and to Zach's point, give Dustin Wolf a shot. God damn it. And this is an Oilers fan. Like what, what, how many more, uh, goalie of the year, you know, nods does he have to get in the American hockey league before this guy gets a chance to at least play an NHL game? Yeah. No, right. I'd be calling him up and playing him tomorrow. If you were even allowed to, but yeah, I, mean, this... I know they're going on a, on a, playoff run but yeah you know what i'm saying no he gets to actually play meaningful games yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but no if this is a video game he's beat the ahl level right like yes. he is he has beat that boss it is time to move on so yes dan vladar thank you very much for your services you were a, a phenomenal soldier this season have fun in ottawa and, yeah i was going to say yeah enjoy <laughs> ottawa um like the, the, this is i think this net next year is mark Sherman wolf um if you don't want to put like a, a whole bunch on on wolf's shoulders right away I think having Markstrom and I'm with you, like um, you, you see the, the Kawhi Leonard picture just uh, over me. I always get screwed up with directions, but just <laughs> over my shoulder here. Um, it, it's a lot like Fred Van Vliet, 2019, where um, his wife had a child and I don't think he missed a shot the rest of the playoffs. Um, so it's, there's a bit of that going on there for sure. I think he'll be fine next year. I think it was a bad year. Yeah. I don't think he is a, a bad goalie, but you look at it right now. Um, and I don't know how up to date the ESPN standings are, but the Flames had an 892 save percentage this year. The only teams that they were better than were the Kings, the Blue Jackets, the Kraken, the Sharks, and the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and they were just behind St. Louis, Buffalo, and Detroit. And Montreal, part of that save percentage boosted up by the Flames putting 47 shots on Jake Allen and scoring none of them. Um, but, you know, like if that save percentage even goes up to 900, which in this day and age, I don't think is asking too much. So even no. if you boost that save percentage up to 900, we're having a, a vastly different conversation, right? Like we're um, people, one of the reasons people are excited about Edmonton. And by the way, like I'm loath to say anything nice about the Oilers, but Holy fuck, do they look good right now? I am, I'm very um, excited to see what they do. Yeah, no, for sure. Very. I, I, I hope they lose in just devastating, heartbreaking fashion, but yes, um, they, they are so much fun to watch and look like a goddamn juggernaut right now. But we're one of the things that people are excited about is like, it feels like with Stuart Skinner in goal and Campbell kind of, um, that they've kind of got the goalie thing figured out. The Oilers save percentage this year is 902. If the flames get up to 902, then we're potentially talking about a battle of Alberta this year. Instead, yeah. we're talking about back-to-back -back losses to the Canucks and Predators to end your season. Two teams who are actively trying to lose. The Canucks, I think, maybe. Um, and the, the Preds, who traded Ekholm away. Like, two teams that were sellers at and around the deadline. Again, the Canucks in just a weird way. Um, and these are the teams that end your season. I, I just, it is, 
Holy crap. The more you think about it, the more upset you get, Audi. I don't know if you've noticed that. The, 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 the more you dissect it, like, yeah, because I was going to follow up that point with even if they got nine, you, you say 902 save percentage. Uh, well, even if they had, like, most of these games, like, they, how many games were decided by one goal? Right? Yeah. Obviously, 16 of them, or 17 of them now in the uh, in extra time, but even before that, like, one goal is your difference maker right there. They win, if, if they win six, if they win five, if they even win four, and I know I said it off the top of the show, they win four of those OT shootout losses. We're not, we're not, we're not crying right now. We're not dissecting. Yeah. Well, we probably are still dissecting it because there's still a lot of failures. Probably it's the flames, but it's a different tone. It's yeah. a different tone. You need one. You just needed one. And how many times did, Nobody come up big, right? Nobody, nobody came up big all year. No, not one the... fucking person. Toffoli had a great year, but not one person on this team can you say came up big for them. Yeah, well, no, and look, like all, all, all of the due respect to Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, but no one was coming into this season being like, all right, if Tyler Toffoli's the Flames' best player, they're on their way to the Stanley Cup, right? Like he, he is in here as a very, very good secondary piece behind guys like. Can, like in theory, Huberto and Kadri and and those guys instead like Defoli was great, but yeah, th there was at no point this year with the, the game on the line or even season on the line. Um, at no point was there like someone like, hey boys, hop on, we're not losing tonight. And again, I was frustrated with Gaudreau, frustrated with Kachuk, but there were games where Johnny Gaudreau was just like, I'm just going to be the best player now, and he's going to do that. Um, there were games when. Matthew Kachuk was just like, yeah, I don't feel like losing tonight. And and off they would go. And we've talked about, like, man, UC Saros, phenomenal tonight. Thatcher Demko stole one for the Vancouver Canucks. We didn't say that once about no. Marcia or Vladar this year. As many flowers as we gave Vladar earlier in the season, and as much as Markstrom improved as the year went on, I can't think of one game where I was like, yeah, the goaltending really stole this one. Or, man, this guy really took over. They kind of just did their thing, and they won some, and they lost more, and now they're done. Yeah, and uh, Jay Money with the hard-hitting information here. 30 losses, losing by one goal. Jeez. 30. Yeah. 30. That's that's like if Jonathan Huberto has, you know, 10 to 12 more goals, Kadri gets another five, six yeah. goals. Like You know what I mean? Like, it adds up. Just like everybody takes a piece of this one. Everybody. Totally. And I know people were dogpiling on Kadri and his effort, and it was fucking abysmal. Don't even get me started, because I know you, um, I think that was your show. Yeah, that was your show, after the Kadri uh, debacle there, and it was not uh, not good. Was that the show you had with Tony? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, and I know you I know you laid into him, and I know a lot of people laid into him. I was listening to a lot of shows after the fact, and they were laying into him, but... Like we really got it. We really got to pick our battles here because that's one game in a season full of failures. Yeah, you, you can't pin this on one person. There's a there's a fucking piece to be had by every single person who put on skates and wore. Where am I here? This jersey, this this logo right here. There's yeah. a piece to there's a piece to be to be had. Unless your name is like Maddie Phillips, who had eight minutes of ice time in two games <laughs> and sent back um, PA. But you get my point. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, Robert sent us in our, our game over Calgary chat. Um, obviously, I can't listen, but uh, Greg was in, uh, was in. I've said that a thousand times. I don't know why I'm stumbling on this now. Greg Wyshynski, um saying, if I'm hearing this correctly, Sutter put Nick Ritchie in this critical shootout again uh, because he scored against UC Saros on November 21st, 2022. My birthday. While uh, with Arizona in one of his five career shootout attempts. So because he has scored on Saros before, um he was worthy of that spot again with your season on the line that is almost a passable excuse if you're putting him out there in the preseason is that is that even surprising to you that that that's the logic behind it honestly more logic than i was expecting <laughs> he actually outdid himself in a in a, in in a in a move that had everybody in the hockey world scratching their heads um unbelievable yeah i 
I know we're gonna we're, we're gonna be on again on Wednesday for the final one. We're gonna do some listener appreciation stuff. We're gonna have a mm-hmm. bit of a we're gonna have a bit of fun. We got some you got some good segments lined up that that we'll do that uh, you know I think it will be fun and everybody will will enjoy. But one of the things I wanted to say, speaking of of the lesser Richie, apparently, um, how did you think about what did you think about Troy Stetcher's? Uh, brief stint as a calgary flame and i know this might be an exercise sometime down the road but do you bring him back 100 percent. i yeah, fucking well, do I mean, too like there, there's a point where you don't like if he's asking for four million dollars yeah, i'm yeah, probably yeah, good yeah. but at a somewhat reasonable contract 100 percent. he has been such a breath of fresh air on that blue line and um we don't know what the, the situation is with, with oliver shillington going into to next season i I feel pretty confident in saying he's going to be out this entire year now. That would be yeah, like yeah. The, the surprise if we got an Oliver Shillington sighting on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would think so too. Yeah. Um, so we don't know what his situation is going on and hopefully whatever he has needed to, to gain from this year, he has done so. But um, if this blue line comes back similarly intact to what it was uh, a year ago, then I'm penciling, penciling Setcher in as my five and Zadorov and Stone and Wrangler's defenseman X can battle out for the, the six, seven spots. Like I, I think Stetcher has been exactly what the, this team has wanted and needed for quite some time with them. So no, I've, I've loved it. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're kind of in the same boat. I'm in the exact same boat. And you know that the uh, flames management has been in on Stetcher for, for a long time now. Um, they've, they've wanted him. They have him now. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't see him going anywhere. I really hope that uh, I really hope he sticks around. Uh, and a lot of love to uh, to Oliver Shillington in the chat. Um, yeah, I I really am excited for him to make his comeback. And I just yeah, yeah I I just hope everything's good with 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 Shilly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm running. I, I'm I'm legit running out of things to say now. Oh, uh, actually. Um, yeah, Kyle, I never claimed that we were a full season of Troy Stetcher away from the playoffs. I don't think those words ever came out of my mouth, but go off. Uh, I was actually about to bring up your previous point, which was a, you know, it was a good one and I want to talk about, but um, he said something along the lines of uh, what can the Flames win the lottery? And I, I believe Robert filled them in with, uh, I believe they can only finish top five. To which you replied, "Oh, that's Mitchkov territory." To which I'm gonna say, "They still need to get there. There's no like it's a lottery ball. We're not. There's no saying they're gonna finish top five in this draft." And that's the that's the point I wanted to kind of finish with was this team was too bad to be good, but too good to be bad all year. And now and they're stuck in this constant state of mediocrity, as our boy James Johnson, who's in the chat, loves to always say, "Perpetual mediocrity." It's the Calgary Flames way. It's been that way forever. And now they'll pick a middle of the pack. I know it's a deep draft. I'm not discounting whoever they're going to get. But, God, man, this team never, you know, gets into the – and they, their highest pick was what, Sam Bennett? Yeah, Fourth Sam Bennett overall. at four. Yeah. So, like and, – and, you know, he's gone now too. And it's just this team has never – has never had a full reset. No. No, like they, they, they pulled the trigger on the Aginla trade probably five years too late. Yeah. Um, and they've kind of been just stuck in like we we romanticized 2004. And yeah, like one of the great runs in sports, you know, like the, this underdog team who like it was kind of concerning around Calgary for a bit about whether the Flames could actually stay here, given the, the financial structure of the league at the time. And th- this group of like Aginla, Mika Kaprasov, and then just a bunch of like hardworking whatever they they go on this incredible run but people forget that was not expected that they were not expected to even beat the canucks in the first round it was not expected that they would even win a game against detroit in the second round and since then there has been this magical feeling around quite frankly specifically ownership in calgary that just get in and see what happens which is fine if you're a young and up-and-coming team but when you're going out and getting Ole Jokinen and Owen Nolan and Tony Monty and Troy Brower and James Neal and Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis and Nick Ritchie, when you are doing those things just to get into sixth, that's not how a quality organization is run. When you're going out and acquiring Dennis Weidman after you miss the playoffs, just so you can maybe squeak in. No, that's what you do when you're like Ottawa is right now where, yeah, they're just going to miss out, but they've got a, a lot of young, exciting talent on that team. This is where you bring in like a couple of the good vibes. Exactly. This is where you vibes are immaculate. 
Yeah. Oh, great. Elite level vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, like this, that's the type of situation where you go and add some of these veterans. This flames team has just, it's just been add, add, add. We got to get in. We just got to get in. We'll see what happens when we get in. If they would have just got in this year, they were going to get their teeth kicked in. So no, like the, the only time they've ever like truly tried to blow it up. It was for a couple of years. They got Monaghan and Bennett out of it. And Monaghan tried his damnedest and Bennett was whatever Bennett was, but those guys weren't what they, they weren't the cornerstones that you're supposed to get when you draft four and six. And so they've tried it once. They're probably not going to do it again. And they're just going to be drafting 13 to 16 for the rest of our lives. And some years it's going to work and some years it's not. Absolutely. Uh, this is Game Over Calgary. Audie James, Peter Klein. Uh, as I use Jay Money's favorite line uh, that I actually stole from Peter Klein, uh, we're pretty soon going to be putting a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. Uh, but one thing I wanted to quickly uh, run by you um, before we conclude our, our show, hindsight being what it is, looking back at the Matthew Kachuk trade and in the same breath talking about taking a reset, how do you feel, would, would you have preferred the reset and acquiring uh, draft capital prospects, maybe, you know, maybe this year you end up worse, but you finish with a better draft pick and, and you kind of reset, take a step back just to kind of slowly retool. Would you have, re would you have rather done that? Or are you, or are you on the Uyghur and Hub Uyghur Huberto Schwint at a first? Man, I, I go back and forth on this because so do like, I. it's tough. To me, as soon as Goudreau left, it was, you know what? This is your this is finally your time to do it. Yes. You were never going to trade Goudreau for a number of reasons, some of which I didn't agree with. You were never going to trade Monaghan because he was never healthy enough at the end of the season to do so. Um, but Goudreau leaving was the time to be like, you know what? This ain't it. Let's start over. That being said, you get offered Jonathan Huberto coming off of a 115-point season, Mackenzie Weger, who still feels like untapped potential, um, Schwint, who has a fun name to say in a Wayne's world type of a way and a first round pick from a Florida Panthers team that doesn't exactly seem like they're trending upward. Like you get offered that for a dude who doesn't want to be on your team. You probably do that every day. Right? So it's tough for me to criticize the, those moves. And then it costs you a first, but you get Monaghan out and bring in a guy who was a star for a Stanley cup winning team. Like it's easy to say now because it didn't work to that, that you shouldn't have tried it just because it didn't work. Doesn't mean it wasn't worth trying. I, at the time, full-on wanted a rebuild, but I 100% thought they made the right moves. I thought they fleeced mm -hmm. the Florida Panthers in that trade. I thought going out and getting Kadri was the, the perfect icing um, on the cake to, to really close that off. And th this team was going to, to ride off into the sunset with another Pacific Division crown. And I, I was actually saying, like, this team maybe isn't more talented than, one, than the one last year, but I think they're better situated once they get into the playoffs. We'll never know because... Pfft, but like that they i i don't think they should have done what they did but when they did it i thought it was brilliant so it's tough for me to to really criticize too much you know no i hear you i i'm in the same boat it's it's always going to be a hindsight being what it is kind of thing um I, I still remember getting the notification about the kachuk trade and oh yeah and and being half in the bag and not believing that it was a real tweet and because it was late it was a friday night it was summer i was enjoying myself and uh yeah it's uh i was excited i still think that there's time for perhaps this to kind of pan out more in calgary's favor i'm not willing to to throw in the towel quite yet with you know one year um where everything went wrong i i, I still think there's ch time to rebound from that the only difference is now everybody makes way more money uh, yeah. everybody's extensions kick in. So it's going to be a little bit tougher of a pill to swallow if this repeats itself. Um, but I'm not willing to just completely throw it in yet. I still want to see, um, what can, you know, how, how do they rebound from, from this and, and what are the pieces that they're going to bring in or, or, or promote from within to, to kind of fix it and, and, and go from there. But I'm excited to see what happens. I know it's not going to be this season. Um, I'm excited to see what happens this off season. Most importantly, PK, I'm, I'm excited for a bit of a break. Are you? Yes. I'm yeah, excited 100%. for some Blue Jays baseball. Yeah. I'm... Oh yeah. Like, I, it, I mean, I could use a few more comfortable wins aside from the, the one they got the other day. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was but no, I, I, I am very much ready for, for baseball to, to come here. And yeah, like I, 
like I said, like no, no part of the season has been enjoyable aside from being able to, to come in here and chat with everyone. Like those yeah. are like, they, it legitimately makes my day to, to come in here and, and chat about this God awful hockey team with people who are suffering through it the, the way that we are. Yep. Um, and just to your point about like not giving up on this team, it is going to be tantalizing next year to look at this team and think they are either going to have a coach who doesn't have an archaic system that worked 20 years ago, um, or they're going to have players who are more familiar with that archaic system um, who have now had a full year under it and have gotten used to it and now know what is expected and know what they are supposed to be doing. Um, so it's going to be very easy to talk yourself into it for the, the Flames next season. The troubling part is you mentioned everyone gets more expensive. They're already over the salary cap for next year. Um, just given all of the extensions and, and that's even with Lucic coming off of the books that this team is over the salary cap by, I think like 1.5 yeah. um, for, for next season. So at least one change is going to have to be made because that's how salary caps work. So I, I think there are going to be quite a few changes. I'm probably going to disagree with most of them, but <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see how th this off season goes, but yeah, like we, we have a lot planned for our, our fan appreciation show on, on Wednesday when we're going to be able to go, a bit more in depth on this one tonight was all about just yelling and screaming to let you know that the mindset that i'm in you're wearing a, a lovely game over sweater right now um and get that one online right now i seeing that the flame season was done wore a death note shirt nice. for the anime fans out there <laughs> as light yagami finally wrote calgary flames in his nhl death note for 2023 <laughs> after tonight incredible incredible um well yeah that's gonna do it folks um thank you for listening to us rant uh, like I said, this is therapeutic for us. We've had to, we, you've experienced it with us. That's, I think the biggest part is that we've done this together as a group, yeah. all, uh, all 105 of you in here. I'm sure you've been in some streams in, uh, in the past throughout the rest of the season, but we've done it together. And that's one bright spot in this season that has been filled with so much darkness is that, uh, we've got a nice little community going on here and we can't wait to celebrate you guys on Wednesday concluded at the conclusion of uh the flames and the san jose sharks uh peter will be hosting that one maybe how's the tech coming maybe okay maybe i'll be maybe we'll be running it on my end but peter yeah, will be here as that well. that seems most likely <laughs> peter will be here as well uh we, we we decided that we'll do the last two episodes together so it should be fun um and we're looking forward to it thank you to our friends at sdpn thank you to our friends over at sports interaction thank you to you guys for tuning in this has been uh game over calgary the second last one of the season, the one that was the nail in the coffin. If this was going to be a friends episode, this would be uh, the one where it all ended in 2023. So uh, we want to thank you guys for, for tuning in. If you're listening on playback, please be sure to rate the podcast, give it a thumbs up, five-star review, all that good stuff. Let us know what you think about us uh, in the compliments section as well. And we will talk to you guys for one last time in 2023 on Wednesday at the conclusion of sharks and flames. He's Peter Klein. Klein. I'm Audie James. And we will see you on Wednesday. Good night, folks. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.